0: Hi and welcome to the Life Design Podcast. I'm Suzanne.
1: And I am Carlos. And we just want to give you a little preview of the episode that you are about to listen to.
0: I like how you have to introduce that you're giving a preview. I don't know why. (laughs) just makes me laugh. Well, I think for (laughs) the- Just introduce.
1: I don't know. I think the listener may be like, wait who is wait i thought there was going to be a guest I, on this I don't, podcast i don't think
0: that they're doing that but anyway well, perhaps and week. if
1: you are let us know i want to see maybe we'll do a little straw <laughs> I, poll here are, yeah
0: are you thankful that carlos points out that it's in
1: this is a no way mansplaining you. sometimes i just like to let oh, people know what they're up for
0: anyway this week we have on our new friends jeff and Valerie.
1: And I have known Jeff for well over a decade, but in a role more as a client back in the day when it was a Wednesday, Wednesday. but back in the day when I owned my first agency, Jeff was a client of mine. Uh, We instantly clicked and I'm so glad we have just kept in touch over the years. And then most recently, and you'll hear it mentioned a couple of times, we got to spend a weekend with them in Nashville which was just awesome.
0: It was awesome. And for me, I didn't know these two at all, other than we'd communicated once over like FaceTime or something. And so for my introverted self, that can be a little uncomfortable for Mm me or, and I have to say it really wasn't for even half a second. It was so easy. And to just spend a weekend with people you really don't know, and hang out i mean it really couldn't have gone any better than it did so yeah risky move
1: we it was a bold move on your part (laughs) we had a great time we Mm. love the different parallels that their life has had with ours they are a couple that really has embodied and embraced the philosophy of life design and i'm just thrilled they decided to come on and share their their insights and their story.
0: Yeah, they just got on that train a lot earlier than we did. So good on them.
1: They they did indeed, but I also think it's a testament that it's never too late to shift your thinking and shift your approach to life design. So we hope you enjoy this episode with Jeff and Valerie Allen. Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Life Design Podcast. I'm Carlos.
0: And I'm Suzanne.
1: And we are so glad you decided to join us today. We have some special friends with us. Uh, One of them I have known for quite a long time. The other one we just had the opportunity to meet in person, although we have had several discussions and was kind enough to give a plug for the Un-American Dream, even before she met me. So she is near and dear to my heart. Jeff and Valerie Allen, welcome to the Life Design
2: Podcast. Thank Hi. you. Hey, guys.
1: So how are things in Cincinnati today?
3: Sunny. Yes. Spring wow. is here.
2: Spring is upon us.
3: Nice. And the
1: Reds are actually playing pretty
3: well.
2: Yeah. They, which is, they don't, don't get too excited <laughs> about that. All right. I mean, it's, it's not going to last.
1: Well, oh. I, know, I know we're only two weeks into the season, but the Yankees so far have been absolutely abysmal. So I actually have to take joy in underdog teams that are overperforming. Yeah, there you go. Because yeah. mine are such underperformers. And I could probably just do a podcast for myself about and rant on that, probably
0: for a good hour. <laughs> My team's doing well. I got no problem. Baseball is good to me right now. Awesome. I, I
1: don't think we we're talking about the Dodgers. <laughs> <laughs> we can always talk about the Dodgers. No, it actually, if I'm going to have a second team now, I will pick the Dodgers and you have your world Series. I was going to say we should
0: be on video because I do have my World Series t-shirt on today. So Yes, yes. I was just feeling it.
1: Well, we had the opportunity to hang out with you guys last weekend in Nashville, an absolute blast. So fun. All of us were a little uh, taken back by the fact that's probably the only place in the world where you're going to find live music at a Taco Bell. (laughs) yeah <laughs> that was awesome
3: that yeah. was awesome and yeah, they
2: were exactly. really good they were good yeah well i was just <laughs> amazed about the number there's just the sheer number of bands i mean in that two block area that we walked i bet there were 200 i bands,
3: didn't right? even know that broadway existed in yeah. <laughs> Broadway in Nashville, and that was some good people watching yes that was and, really
0: great for sure
1: yeah the people watching was fantastic uh, i thought the funniest part was the next night When we talked to that guy and he was like, Yeah, it was awesome last night. I got totally hammered at Taco Bell. I'm like, that's not a sentence you usually hear. (laughs) It was awesome. awesome.
3: Yes, he was all happy about that.
1: So it uh no, we had an absolute great time. We can't wait to do it again. And the difference, Jeff, you've mentioned the bourbon trail a couple of times. Yeah. Soul feels the need to do that. Yes. So we will have to put that on the books and make that happen.
2: Yeah, no doubt. No doubt.
1: Well, one of the things I have uh, loved about getting to know you guys is how you've embodied and embraced uh, life design. And it's something that we have done the same over the last number of years in our marriage and in our life. And one of the things I know that we agree on because we talked about it last weekend, and Jeff, you've written about it in our life design community there on Facebook is that it's a journey and it looks different for everyone. So I'm curious for you to share with our audience, what is your journey look like? Uh, What is your life design journey look like?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to sort of go back, you know, we, we, so we met in college and sort of, you know, started down the traditional sort of the road that, you know, that you think about, right? I mean, we, you know, we, we met in college, we fell in love, we got married, we got jobs and started living life you know,
3: kids, moved to the suburbs.
2: And, uh, you know, it, 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 as we've talked about it, I don't feel like, you know, and you're young and you don't necessarily do that, but we didn't really set out to live a life of the, of design, right. We sort of did did what what, we we thought
3: we were supposed to to do and what everybody else was doing. Yeah.
2: You know, and so. You know, I, at, at some point, you know, Val, we, we, I guess we, you know, we sort of had a conscious decision that Val was going to stay home and watch the kids at some point, right? So we did that and that allowed me to focus on my career. And so I did that and, and it worked for a while, you know, it, it, it you know, that separation of roles was, it was good, right? I, I think the thing that happened was though, I sort of got really wrapped up in my career you know, and...
3: and I was home with the kids, and, and that was a great thing, but we didn't realize what that separation of roles would do to our marriage. And at some point in our mid-30s, I would say, we started to get really disconnected from ourselves, from each other, um, and things started to go bad. We just, we weren't communicating, and um, things went downhill.
2: Yeah, and we and, and I think that was the you know that 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 sort of was the impetus for us to sort of sit back and say, what are we doing here? You know? What's what, the point? What's the point <laughs> of this? Right? What 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 are we doing? And so, you know, we sat down and we started talking about what was the life that we wanted to live, you know, what was what were the things that were important to us?
3: And and really taking a hard look at our values.
2: Yeah, you know, and so it it's sort of you know land you know sort of you know as we talked through it we sort of landed on look you know we, first and foremost we want to be you know really in tune with ourselves and with each other you know as a, as a priority couple, you know that
3: we were vigilant about our connection our relationship and and very in tune with ourselves and present with our kids
2: yeah yeah um, you know, so so that was sort of the first. The second thing, you know, we we decided, hey, we need to simplify our life. You know, we really need to, you know, stop trying to keep up with the Joneses, and you know, so simplifying our life was was and, part of it.
3: And what that looked like to us was, we knew we wanted to focus on experiences, not things. Yeah. Um, and so what that looked like, well, you. Had- yeah,
2: yeah. So so I I had an opportunity to to take a package, right, in a corporate downsizing. I said, hey, put my name on the list. Um, and I started working from home, you know, which which gave us the ability to really connect with the kids, you know, I, and sort of what happened. And because with each we were other. Home yeah.
3: together, you were working. Yeah. Well, you started your own business. Yeah, I started consulting. Doing, yep,
2: started the consulting practice and started working from home. And, you know, it, it allowed us then to sort of really solidify those those values and experience those things right we got better we got more connected with each other spent a lot of time with the kids you know i was involved in this in the in the boy scouts uh organization and and their sports and their sporting events right And, and so we got to spend a lot of time with them and with each other you know right
3: and then so the um experiences not things to us meant we started buying used cars Um, We started working toward paying our mortgage off, and we started traveling. And we took the kids to Italy and Ireland and um, the West Coast and New York and Boston. Um, We also we also knew that we wanted it to be because we're very outdoorsy people. It was very important to us to to be outdoors a lot. So we did a lot of camping, um, kayaking, whitewater rafting, uh, hiking. Um, skiing. We went skiing in in Colorado, and uh, we did take a two week RV trip with with good friends one time when the kids were younger, and uh, traveled up through Yellowstone and into Glacier, and and that was a blast. So we really focused our our efforts on our energy on experiences. Yeah.
2: So that was sort of the turning point for us, you know, um, making that shift to a values based. Sort of approach, it, it you know, it sort of opened up a different approach towards life design. You know, it, it it allowed us to look at opportunities and make decisions that you know maybe looked crazy to other people or whatever. But it but because it was sort of rooted in the value system, right? So you know, for example, Val at forty decided to go back and get a master's degree right? Um, So she did that, and then she started her
3: private practice. Private private counseling practice. And, you know, I I think what's important to say is that um, we really realized at that point in our lives that we weren't tied to uh, our job, our lifestyle, uh, that there were other options and other opportunities, and we wanted to be able to follow... Follow those opportunities. You know, Carlos, I was watching one of the, um, I don't know if it was a Facebook Live, but you talked about, uh, you had spoken to someone who said, um, decisions are dead. Oh, planning is dead. Um, follow, follow the unfolding.
1: Yeah, follow what's unfolding. Yeah, Jeffrey yes. Shaw. Cool.
3: And I have to say, back, that's so funny because back at that time when we were going through this transition, there was a saying that spoke to me from the poem Desiderata. It is um, whether or not it is clear to you, no doubt the universe is unfolding as it should. And so I think that's what we really grasped onto was what is going to unfold. We're open to it and we're going to open ourselves up to different opportunities. And that's like some of those things were like going back, Uh, getting my master's degree opening my private practice Um, and he had an opportunity come up to teach college um, at our old alma mater university
2: yeah and I was like hell yeah man I want to do that you know so you know it was a two-year contract and and it was a it was a it was a difficult choice to do something like that you know I mean both of those were big choices right Val going back to school you know Meant I had to take on a little different role with the kids, right? Her her starting her practice meant that you know our relationship was going to change. I mean, so, so, but that's okay, you know. When when I this when we decided that you know, hey, let's take a look at this two year gig in in Athens, you know, we. It was okay, well, you know. Well, we did
3: exactly what you were talking about too. Um, because you talked about um in one of your recent podcasts or Facebook Live, um the four things. Um you said um alignment with yourself, agreement with each other, and um planning, planning and then, and then execution. execution. And that's how we made the decision for um his decision to take the job in Athens and that was so what we started doing was commuting back and forth Um, his contract was for two years and we thought well we can do anything for two years and so we started um, we bought a condo in Athens I stayed I called it my four bedroom storage unit in in Cincinnati and (laughs) because the kids are gone and we commuted back and forth every other weekend uh, long weekends so yeah. we kind of designed it that way
2: yeah so so that's sort of been the, the you know our, our journey right it started with creating values right getting getting lined up on what you know how we wanted to live our life and then it it turned into this you know ability to look at what was old unfolding in front of us and then make decisions and and move forward right and take some risks and try new things and and you know we're sort of waiting for the next thing to unfold at this point.
0: <laughs> I love it. Um okay, there's a lot there that you shared and I very similar beginnings of relationship of the just traditional you know the meet at college get married start having kids and I believe we we thought when we were young and stupid at 23 years old, 22, whatever it was. Um, <laughs> first of all, you think you know everything for sure. Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah. I know I knew everything at that age. And you believe that you've talked about all these, the the important big things, but what I found is that we really, we didn't. We just sort of did these arbitrary things that weren't really arbitrary because we were just following them the same sort of path. And I know like pretty much, we had the same, like his mom didn't ever work. My mom uh, was home with us when we were young and then she was a working mom when we were in school. And so I was like, well, that's what I'm going to do. And there's yeah. nothing wrong with any of that. And you guys know our story. And so when I talk about it, you know, when I go into the past of like what happened, those things, there was nothing wrong with what I chose to do, like being married and staying home with my kids and then having yes. a job. And But when you mentioned the separation of roles which again if that's what you decide on like there's nothing wrong with I that wouldn't, I, I wouldn't do it differently i wouldn't do it differently either not a thing i loved it i call my my kids were the greatest surprise of my life was being a mom it was that disconnection that was the word that like totally stuck out to me it was we just assumed things and didn't actually talk about them and so yeah. then that disconnection that chasm just grows and grows and grows and then it's, you're in this habit of not communicating. And then I just assumed, well, oh, I'll just keep going, you know, and you just, and yeah. so I, that's really the yeah. problem is that disconnection that we allow to develop in a relationship.
1: Yeah. We yeah. described it. We described it. And I do describe it. Is it came to the point where it was kind of like we were roommates. We yeah. talked about the logistics of what I call Hidalgo Enterprises, Yeah. <laughs> us and the four kids. And then, honestly, when I started to travel like crazy with the software company, it all fell on Suzanne and I was miserable. I knew I was missing, but I kept telling myself, well, I'm doing this for my family. I've got to support my family. I think that's that's so
3: common. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's probably another discussion we need to have sometime is let's rethink the whole idea of provision and and (laughs) providing, but I never communicated that to Suzanne. She felt like he's busting his ass, doing all these things, flying all over the world for this company, trying to get to that next rung, yada, yada, yada. He's exhausted when he comes home, so I can't really communicate to him about how much I hate that he's traveling. And it was just like this, and I go back, and if I could talk to my younger self, all I would say is just share how you're feeling. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Maybe those walls will start to break down, and it is amazing the
0: parallels that we have run in our marriage to what you just talked about. And for the, the mom too, who's not bringing any income in, there's a lot of, I don't know shame's the right word, but I didn't feel empowered to say certain things because he was the one that made the money and I wasn't making anything. So what right did I have to say anything? And then and we would i mean we were just awful it's so silly now cuz he would come home from these travels and be exhausted and and i'm like i've been home with these kids i'm exhausted i need a break and we yeah. did, we just didn't talk about it and so all that just resentment start, yeah. starts resentment, to break. resentment yes yeah. oh, that's yeah. the worst mm-hmm. yeah. and
1: not but, talking about it and and obviously you know you guys um, and we talked about this over dinner last uh, Friday night when we talked about this generation and you talked about starting with the values. And it's so interesting to me when I coach clients and I say to them, what do you value and how do you define success? At this point, I'm hard pressed to think of one who starts off with, well, if I become a vice president in this kind of organization and make this much money, then I'll be successful. They yeah. never mention, Right. They don't mention the monetary.
2: Yeah.
1: They talk about, the attributes, kind of the thumbprints that they want to leave on the universe. Yeah. And 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 it's amazing. And I'm like, okay, so how does that correlate with the life that you're living today? Yeah. And so you know, Valerie, I'm I'm especially intrigued by what you do as a therapist. Is if you're seeing that I know you deal with a lot of executives. Yeah. But if you're seeing that, and then kind of what is that? Why do we allow that to happen in our lives where we know or we can articulate what we value and the list isn't always super long, yet we somehow are terrified to step off that treadmill and that grind and everything that society tells us to do.
3: And that's what I think it is, is that we are getting messages uh, from an early age, what success means. Um, you know, that success means getting the right job, making the right income, reaching the right goals. We are a very accomplishment, um, merit, uh, the meritocracy, right? Um, So anyway, we are very, uh, the society teaches us to that accomplishing things is uh, what success is. Mm -hmm. And there's less emphasis on love on being really good in relationships. You know, we go to college to be um, a doctor or a lawyer, an engineer or marketing guy. Um, But there's no real course for getting married for raising children for being parents for
2: being a decent human being right right? Being,
3: <laughs> right and and yes we should get all that from our parents but you know especially you know people have busy lives and they forget what are the values they're teaching their kids um and so i think it's society that that makes us think that those are the important values and we lose track of all the other stuff that needs to be in place as a foundation
1: yeah mm. i i think you're right and i think and back to our conversation last weekend it's one of the things i love about the younger generations is i think they have seen their parents strive and i'm not saying you know it's it's easy to paint with a broad brushstroke when you're talking about a generation but i think for the large part a lot of them have seen what we have done the mistakes we've made they've seen uh many at our age start to say and and probably even before that, what is this all about? Why are we here? Knowing that we only go around the sun once, we don't get another shot at life and making some bold changes. And they're saying, why can't I do that?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's right. And the one, the, you know, the the young people and I love, you know, interacting with young people. I mean, you know, spending two years in a in a university setting was was a fabulous experience. And, and yes, they're ambitious, right? They they are ambitious, but they are also a lot clearer on, you know, to your point—the things that are important to them, right? Mm. They they want to do things that are meaningful. I mean, they want to make money, and they want to, you know, get married, and you know, blah blah blah. But but they they talk a lot about what's important from a values perspective, right? And they use that language. You know, I think Simon Sinek hit the. You know, they they hit this he hit this generation. I mean, every one of them has watched, you know, Simon Sinek's TED talk. Right. And so they, they talk about that and really connect with that, which is great. You know, it's great. I wish I wish, you know, sometimes, you know, if I could go back and talk to myself, I'd say, dude, you know, what, what's, what's the purpose of all this? Right. What are you, what are you trying to do? You know,
0: mm, For sure. So we talk with a lot of with individuals and couples about life design and how that changes over the course of your life and we really don't like it's interesting to me that you talked about like you made that transition your kids sounds like they were still in your home and you yeah we were in our 30s exactly so you you have had that experience which we cannot relate to really i mean our kids are pretty much out of the house when we kind of started going down this road so we started it more from an empty nest standpoint. And so it sounds a lot easier that way. And I, I don't, you know, I can't go back. So, um, so tell me what that looks like now. So having done that with kids in your home, how, how do you do your transition times? That's what I'm trying to say. How do you, because we did do that. We were very intentional about that what that life was going to look different for us for our marriage when we didn't have kids in our home anymore. So from a life design standpoint, what does that look what did that look like for you and what does that look like for you moving forward?
2: Yeah. So so the interesting thing is, you know, and we're coming up on what? Coming up on 20 years of, you know, since we decided to sort of change direction. Yes, you know. And and what what's interesting is once you, once you move in that direction of sort of setting what your life is going to look like, your circumstances change, but the process doesn't, right? You know, I, and and what happens is you sort of, you, you, you know, you, you're approaching decisions about life design from a foundation of of values, but the
3: same values. So our values are still the same. Yeah. What we do in our empty nest, um, like empty nest years, is, uh, you know, we know we still want to be vigilant about our connection. We want to be in tune with ourselves. We want to simplify our life, probably even more, and experiences over things. So.
2: And and in the outdoors, right? And in the outdoors, y- y- you know.
3: so we talk about. Um, you know, we've talked about selling everything and, and having an RV for a few years. We've talked about looking for property um, with some land uh, where we can garden and do some out, hunt, fish, the things we like to do. Um, but right now we're in this kind of in. so we're in alignment, we're in agreement, and we're back in that planning process to figure out what's next.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And the, the things are different, you know, the sort of the guardrails are different, right? So, our, you know, at some point, our parents may need more of our help. You know, the kids are, happen to be living in Ohio right now, but that's probably not going to last, right? So, you, you know, we sort of, uh, we, we talk about this two year cycle and it's not, you know, we every, do everything for two years, but it's, it seems to unfold in two years stints, you know, so Val signed a two-year lease a year ago, right? So we have another year to sort of flesh out what we're going to do next. And you we're, know? we're
3: taking that time to clean out our four-bedroom storage unit yeah. in the yes, suburbs. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes.
0: 26 years of crap. Yeah. <laughs> you know it, I just talked about that. Oh, Let, very fascinating. And I, and I, Throw stuff away. I don't know how I still had so much stuff. Yes. Yeah. And
3: if we're going on the whole thing of of um experiences, not things, we do have a lot of things. Even we, though we have we, a lot of
0: things. <laughs> yeah. Right? You just accumulate a lot you over the You Accumulate a like, lot of things.
3: It? You, it's just yeah, that's yeah.
0: real hard to throw it's kind away. kind of
3: stuffed away in closets and drawers yeah. and stuff, but exactly. Yeah.
0: And I, yeah. I like so, go ahead.
2: I was just going to say, yeah, it's sort of to sort of get back to the, you know, the question is what, are, you know, how, what does it look like now? It it feels the same, right? The decision process feels the same. It's just, we're not sure what direction that's going to go yet, you know, because exactly. we've got different circumstances and
3: moving parts right now, Different moving
2: parts, you know, but, but we, what we know is that we're going to have a set of experiences. We're not going to, buy more things we're going to get rid of things and have less things right we're gonna you know we're gonna we're gonna focus on family and and the kids and our connection with each other and that that framework stays the same whatever we end up doing next you know
0: exactly what i have found is it makes making decisions a whole lot easier when you don't have kids no (laughs) 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 yes But not what I meant. But for sure. But we talked about how because we have we have nailed down all uh, the things that we're aligned on and agree about, and you know the plan or the executing has changed so many times. But we, when we have when something comes up that is in line with what we want, it's yes. Like it's not that hard to make that decision. So what Mm -hmm. may look like from the outside as. Oh, you got, you know, you're always changing what you're doing, and you're doing this and like actually we're not. It's just being executed in a different way. Yeah. The value hasn't changed. What we want has not changed. We are very clear on those things. And so it's not as chaotic as it may look like, you know, because even when we landed on the RV thing, we had people going, Well, I thought you talked about going to Europe and I thought you talked about doing this. I'm like, yes, we did talk about all those things. And so the values behind that and what we want didn't change. It's just the execution, like what it looks like, changed. And I yeah. think
1: that I think defining the values opens up the ability to talk about everything Great. under the sun that fits yeah. within those. Of you know, we have the same thing: experience over things. So, what do we? We had a conversation last night on the way home from dinner, of because we interviewed, we did an interview uh, with a new friend, Kirk Coons, uh, who walked <laughs> the Camino de Santiago. Oh, oh, and nice. wrote a book about it and it sounds amazing we are the same we love the outdoors so last night i said to her i was like hey how about next may we just go walk the camino de and you know she was like you know i gotta think if that's what i want within that experience but the ability to just throw that out without yeah. thinking if i throw this out she's gonna think i'm not so hmm. we talk about I mean, we've talked about food trucks. Like, do we start? Yeah. Oh, we have two. <laughs> yeah. You yeah.
3: About food a food
1: I have two. <laughs> I, I, all I'm saying is I make a mean, so mar- I make a mean margarita. And I yeah, there you
2: go. A, a
3: margarita, margarita food truck?
1: <laughs> Why not? <laughs> not somebody's got to do it. But all yeah. I'm saying is it really does free you up to have conversations about things and opportunities and some of them it's like you talk about it it lasts a minute and it's gone Yes. others take root and then you say ah maybe that's that's kind of yeah. that follow what's unfolding that's the next thing
2: yes yeah. yeah and i i think you know as we as we sort of talk through this last this last conversation it it you know it reminded me that there's another aspect of this and that is risk tolerance you know uh i think there's there's a time at least in our life there was a time where you know you sort of get into this mode where you know this is the this is the the best job i've ever had i'm never going to find another job like this i can't ever make money like this i can't you know and and especially maybe this is just a guy thing um but you know you sort of get into this.
3: I see it in my practice too with women. I think, you know, you, you have a job and you can't imagine another option. You can't imagine living
2: another type of life, you know, and what we found is by being open to taking risks, man, you, 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 a, you experience a whole lot more, right. And you fail a whole lot more because you're taking risks, right. But or, or things never, you know, things never sort of work out the way you think they're going to work out, but that's part of the magic behind it, you know, because it's, you're, you're open to taking risks and trying new things, taking a different direction. Hey, let's go live in an RV for a year, right? Or man, let's, I'm going to go teach college for a couple of years, or I'm going to start a private you know, it, you're, you have a higher tolerance for taking risks, wow. which makes life a whole lot richer, you know?
1: Mm i agree i agree so so a little bit of a pivot um if you have the agreement so we were discussing uh, when we were together the amount of anger and angst that we see in our society today and you see it everywhere you go online Suzanne was just telling me about a lady who kind of went into uh our full-time RVers facebook group and it was like she lit a grenade and just tossed it in and, and then started to email people directly, which is profanities. And you're like, really, you got nothing better to do. Wow. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) yeah. And, you know, you drive down the road, and, you know, God forbid you veer into somebody's lane. And, and I'll be the first to say I used to be just, you know, so short fused and quick tempered. However, when I think about anger and angst, and then we think about happiness, and I firmly believe and I believe you all do too, that our happiness is a choice doesn't mean that life everything i design out is going to go according to plan shit's going to happen and we know that but if happiness is a choice doesn't the other things you know anger and angst isn't that a choice as well and then what do you do with all that
2: yeah mm-hmm. yeah it, it is i mean we we see it too you know and and um you know it's one of the things I think that you know what that social media has brought to society. I mean there's a lot of great things about technology, but man, all of a sudden, you know, our our deepest innermost emotions are public and available for the world to see, right? And it's not always the good happy stuff, right? People people for some reason, and I don't know the psychology behind it, but for some reason people feel like it's okay to just torture people on on Facebook or on Twitter or you know whatever your your platform of choice is you know and, and so it's it is it's a it's a it, it's a visible thing in society right
3: and I think to your point Carlos is that it's a choice because what we can do is we can choose to give our energy to what we want to give our energy, what's worthy to us and I think in some ways that goes back to values right? Um, Giving your energy to what um, makes you feel good and alive and uh, connected to others and the universe, um, rather than giving your energy to what makes you feel um, anxious and angry and pissed off all the time because it's just not healthy. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I I do. So the question is, is our anger and angst a choice? You know, I mean, I I believe, you know, your attitude is the one thing that you have 100% control over, right? You can be pissed off and angry five minutes ago and make the decision to sort of, all right, I'm not going to, we're not going to focus on that anymore.
3: You can do that. I can't do that. Yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You know, so, so yeah, I think people, I think people who are, angry and you know sort of torturing people on online yeah that's scratching some sort of itch you know mm. but but you you don't have to do that you know you don't have to
3: it is
1: a choice yeah and i, I think what's interesting is and i don't want to i don't want to make it like oh so just choose not to be angry obviously i had a therapist once always tell me anger is a surface emotion go deeper what i say that think?
3: i say that <laughs> <There you go. laughs>
1: that's for for the record while she could be val is not my therapist so i i asked i asked one of my therapists if he wanted to be on the podcast and it took him about 0.5 seconds to go nope i'm retired yeah yeah. all right fair enough um but so i don't want to belittle like just choose not to be angry but i think there's the choice to say i know i'm this way what is it that is causing that output in me. And I know for me and Jeff, you alluded to Simon Sinek. I'm a huge cynic fan. But the one thing that I think we have to do before we can define our purpose is get get back to our identity. And I think all of us, and I know for me and I wrote about it, there's a time in our life where we embrace whether it's something someone did, something someone said, uh, a repeated action, a trauma, whatever that is, there's something in us that receives that as a false identity and we almost it's almost like railroad tracks where we all of a sudden go down this wrong track and we start to live out a false identity and i know for me i can i can pinpoint where it was pro- it was it was more than one instance, but it was that instance where I can tell you what the weather was. I can tell you what I was wearing. I mean, it is so still vivid in my mind. I didn't know it when I was 13 years old that that was so pivotal. I felt it. It sure. hurt. But for me, I it was like that sharp detour. And I lived that identity for years. And rather than having the bravery to deal with that, I really just believe like, oh my God, I hope people don't discover the insecure boy that I am.
3: Yeah. And I
1: kept overcompensating as this arrogant ass that just kept showing up. And because I wasn't living my true self, I was pissing myself off, but I was taking it out on everybody else.
3: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: And so I think, you know, that's when I say choose not to be angry. And if you're listening to this, I will just tell you, and Jeff I know you and I have walked similar paths on the executive trail and also two marketers make the choice to at least deal with that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's what you can do. Yeah, I think that's right, you know. Um it's it's you know life is short, you know. I'd yeah. rather be I'd rather be at least semi happy most of the time than pissed off most of the time, you know.
1: <laughs> yeah, and again I don't think Circumstances determine that, and we've seen that in the work with Suzanne does with Uganda. You have these women who are, I mean, dirt poor, and I don't mean that derogatory. They're literally living on less than a dollar a day. Yeah, they're you know, some of the most happy, joyful people I've ever encountered, and it's it's humbling.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, so, you know, life design does look different for everybody, and we've talked about that. It's a journey, and and if you sit down and you determine what you value is you know same career for 25 years busting it every day it's stockpile money and you and your partner are aligned with that god bless you it's not for me but who am i to judge i'm not going to judge you and i don't want you to judge me but i t- we talk to people all the time suzanne said individuals couples that they want more uh, they want more from their professions. They want more from their lives. They want more for them relationships. So in your guys' experience, what are one or two things people can do to even today, just small little steps they can take to start down their own path of life design? Hmm.
3: Small little steps. Because um, I was thinking of uh, the first thing you have to do is it's a big paradigm shift. Uh, yeah. But that-, that
1: scares people.
3: Right, right. Um, okay, so yeah, switching that paradigm, we're changing, shifting the paradigm because I think about how you guys have said that people will look at you like, "What are you doing? Why are you doing that?" and and they don't get it. And and the paradigm is that that's just too far out there. You can't you can't do those big things. Um, but that's a process to switch that paradigm. I think.
2: Um, Yeah, I think, I think, um, you know, little things, simple things, I, I don't know, simple is simple is a relative term, you know, but, but thinking through, you know, just thinking through your own personal values, you know, and I've sort of gone through this, this process, you know, it's, it's, you know, over the last couple of months, just sort of doing a lot of deep you know, sort of introspection about you know what you know who am to your point who am I right um, you know not not necessarily um, you know in in you know big grandiose terms but you know you, you have to know who you are right you have to know who you are and and that that can take some time but but just getting square on that makes it easier to move forward you know
3: um i have another answer also just start talking about it yeah start talking about it you know what we said was you both of us as couples went through a period of time where we just weren't communicating the way we should have been communicating and starting to talk about what your ideas are what your plans are Um, and if you're single talk about those with someone else bounce mm-hmm. things off people and ideas and and I think that's a, a small step into figuring out what you want to do and what your life might look like.
2: Yeah. And I think taking risks, you know. And you can start by taking smaller risks. Hey, I'm going to I'm going to go join a if you're if you're young and single and you're trying to find, meet new people, great. I'm going to go join a bowling league, right? Or I'm going to do something to get you out into an environment that's different from where you are right now because i think people get stuck you know they get stuck in the track they're in and you have to start to break from that you know and you can do that in small ways you know, take a cooking class with something you know um you, you know do something that gets you out of the track that you're in so you can experience what it's like to make a decision and either fail at it or succeed at it right either way you win right I either you know, either I either win or I fail, or I you know, I, instead of saying that, it's you know, like I say either either win or I learn something, you know, and so it's the it's the failure that that teaches us the most, and so you just have to take small steps to put yourself out there, right? Not worry so much about whether or not you're going to succeed or fail, right? But just go do it, you know.
1: Yeah. And I think failure is part of life. I love the communication uh, tip. I mean, for me, I was horrible at that. And now we're in a space where, and we talked about, I think Suzanne had mentioned this in the podcast she did with Bobby Kaler was, we actually sometimes will say to each other, I need to talk about this so I don't create this story in my head. And as soon as we have that discussion, it's like, and most of the time the other person's like yeah no it wasn't even remotely thinking that and everything is diffused and i find when i'm feeling really anxious or a little stressed about things you know with clients or all i can say is hey i, I don't need to have a discussion about it but i'm letting you know i feel so much angst right now around this this and this and the minute i voice that it's like all the power, just all the air just got sucked out of that, that angst and that stress. And it just goes down. It's, it's, I, I'm like, damn, why didn't I do this years ago?
3: You're speaking right. my language, Carlos. Cause something I always say is that when you keep things in your own head, crazy shit starts to make sense.
1: Yes. <laughs>
3: and, <laughs> you know, You do. You make up stories, and and you just go down a path. And and when you are not talking about things,
0: things get crazy in there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love that. Should be a meme. Like immediately. (laughs) Yes, I. (laughs) I can can figure out how to make a meme. That's gonna be my meme. There's an app for that. You can make the meme. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'll make it and put your name on it. You know what
1: we'll do? We'll put it on some of those sashes we saw on Broadway. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. With, the,
3: with the bridesmaids.
0: Yes. 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 Oh, so, parties. We don't, yeah, we don't do sashes, though. So we're going to have to come up with something different. But oh, Maybe my word. That's so funny. Oh, a button. You can make a, oh, a, yeah. can make yeah, a sash a if you want. But <laughs> I, I, I there
3: you <laughs> no,
1: and I think, I, just, I, 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 yeah, I think you're 100% spot on. Well, hey, I want to thank you guys both for, first of all, your friendship it means a lot to us. Uh, the time we've got spent last weekend was a cherished, sacred weekend for us. Mm-hmm, us too. Well, thank you for sharing your insights uh, with uh, our community and with the, the podcast listeners. We will put uh, got some of your social media properties on the uh, in the show notes. And if you like the podcast, if you like what you've heard, feel free to go to iTunes and give us a high rating and feel free also to join our Life Design community on Facebook. Just search for the Life Design community. This will be a wrap on this episode of the Life Design podcast. We want to thank you for listening and we hope that you choose to make it a great day. Thank you for listening to the Life Design Podcast. You can find more episodes with people who have designed their life to get the most from it by visiting us at
3: carlosandsuzanne.com.